Hello and welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. It is an exciting episode because although we've lost a member, we've gained a new one called... Can I get a cop? That was no, very nice. Cold, cold, yeah, cold, yeah cold. listen, listen. Uh, I'll introduce you to the new member in a moment. But Danielle, you're back after your holiday in Thailand. The last time we spoke, you came back from a holiday in New York. Mm. How is the Amex looking? Uh, the Amex is in the mud, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> uh, they've been texting me, calling me. I am picking up. Uh, I don't plan to, but inshallah, we'll be back soon. How was the holiday? Fantastic. I recommend Thailand. What a place. I recommend New York as well. Thailand's probably a bit cheaper, I can't lie. Um, what was better though? Thailand or New York? Yeah, both were incredible, man. You know, bathing elephants and um, and scuba diving versus eating pizza and making people think you're cooler than you are. You know, both, you know, they have their attractive, they have their attractions, you know. So I'd, I'd say both were pretty amazing. But um, yeah, man, I like a bit of everything, you know. Um, very cultured man. You're very, I, I saw the stories and uh, you're not one of these guys that goes somewhere and he's like, very English in these places. You actually go there and I'm like, oh shit, Daniel's from Thailand. I rate it. What a guy. You see? You had me convinced, bro. I say I do I do what I can, man. Uh for those that are listening and thinking when's the Gary Lineker episode coming out, it's coming out on the twelfth of September. Oof. Uh but our new member to the podcast debuting today, Davina, massive Tottenham fan. Massive. You just rolled up with something. Please tell us what it is. Got a gift for the pod today. Uh, 1991 FA Cup final shirt that Gary Lineker actually played in. Mental, what a gift. Piece of history, that. I'm clapping more for your debut and for the reference of Gaz mm. rather than the actual shirt itself. Um, but, you know, I didn't bring a gift on my debut, so, I mean, that is pretty cool, I can't lie. Yeah, got, got to start as we mean to go on. Yeah, yeah listen, Davina went, I want to be on this podcast permanently. <laughs> Let's bring a gift! <laughs> I got it! And she knows... Asians love free we shit. Love <laughs> we love it. As soon as we saw the shirt, Arsenal fan, local fan, they're going, listen, forget the forget the fans. Yeah. This is for the pod. We want free <laughs> shit for the pod. Um, I have done nothing entertaining in the last few days, but I did watch Darwin Nunez's last minute winner. I mean... In the middle of this carnival thing, by the way, pause for a second. I was stu- stuck behind some carnival thing. What you, is you that? Stuck you were stuck behind a float. Yeah. Yeah, so, carni- so carnival, this is, this is the largest... Um, carnival outside of south america yeah. i'm pretty Mad. sure about that so every year uh august bank holiday weekend carnival pulls up in west london and of course Nabade from yorkshire out of town coming getting stuck behind a vibes cartel sounding float what, was, you didn't try and catch a wine or no i'm bro. not trying to incriminate you or anything i, uh, <laughs> I had no intention there of were no catching, wines on the menu I was, no i was walking around going what no what is going on here like, we don't have this in yorkshire we just have Certain genre of people listening to bassline and uh, techno. Baseline. So okay. techno, I don't mind a bit of techno. Okay, unpopular opinion. Um, <laughs> where was I going with this? Oh, what are we doing in this episode? Darwin Nunez, Newcastle, last minute winner. We're going to talk about that. Tottenham, Ange, who's quickly becoming one of the most likable guys. I love him. I just love that he says. Mate. I love him too. I mean, you're a Tottenham fan, so obviously you do. Um, <laughs> What's wrong with Arteta and Arsenal? We're going to have a little conversation about that. And is anyone actually good this season? I think that's very much so worth a conversation. And corrupt referees. Let's start with Newcastle Liverpool, though. Uh, Darwin Nunez, what a geezer. Madness. Madness. You know, I've been saying recently that you know, like you do football every single day. You talk about it. Thankfully for me, I get paid for it. But it becomes very, like, what's the word? Monotonous. Monotonous. Yeah. Good word. Good word. Um... I've got to that stage where I found it a bit boring. Then Darwin goes and does that. Madness. I mean, what excitement is, comes w- rushing back. What is the English version of Calcio is back? Because that's what just happened today. I don't know, man. Um, uh, someone make that up for us. Someone who's not going to be in the comments because this is not going out on YouTube. <laughs> but if you're watching... Let us know well, somewhere. Yeah, let, yeah, figure it out. Follow us on social media. Tweet one of us. And there you go. Uh, it might not make any sense if someone just messaged going... PL is, and we was about, why, why are you tweeting this? <laughs> we asked for it. I hear that. Um, did you see Alison's interview with him after? No. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course you didn't, because you're on the way here and yeah. on time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, they asked Darwin a question. He obviously didn't speak English very well. And they had Alison there to translate. And Darwin gave an answer that was like a minute and a half long. And then they went to Alison and like, um, what do you say? He went, yeah, I, I like the goal. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, Ali. Um, what a guy, man. What a guy. Uh, what a game as well. Like, it's pure Barclays, isn't it? Mm. We were 
Barclays is back. Barclays oh, there is you back. go. Oh there my go. goodness <laughs> me. All those people were just typing tweets hey, up. Listen. I took it from yeah. you. Yeah, that's delete your tweets. Barclays. Yeah, delete yeah. your tweets. Log off. We found it. Barclays is back, baby. No, it was incredible, Mazza. man. Listen, Newcastle, Liverpool, that's just an iconic Premier League fixture full stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as it comes up, we see Stan Collymore's montages running around. Everyone starts hyping it up. It's going to be a big game. And it delivered, man. Liverpool, uh, Newcastle seemed to like have Liverpool, like you know, when you grab them by the collar and have them where you want them. Yeah, they, like they, they have them to, on strings. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously Anthony Gordon, the Scouse lad, did a madness. And um, he's good, man. He's actually yeah. very good. And and, uh, and honestly, that calamitous moment where you know Trent gave the ball away, then Van Dyke got sent off. That was that record. Yeah. Yeah. Don't chat I shit to so. me. Yeah. He he. Fine. Cool. He got the ball, but he also got the player. But I felt like the contact of the player was so minimal. So no, minimal. Yeah, I mean, his, his, his foot went yeah. and then the ball happened. I need to watch it again. Yeah, you I, wa- gonna... I watched it maybe twice. <laughs> you could tell this guy was yeah, you, watching you know, it while you know, he was walking He somewhere. tweeted, he was like, oh, I've missed all the footy today. Hey, yeah. And then, that's what he tweeted. He's like, I've missed all the footy today, but You're what waste, happened? Man. Let's get rid like, of Demina. Demina out. Card. I'm going to break hey, you out. Listen, I saw that. shit, man. Yeah, Put but, that gift away. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want it anymore. No, but I think, I think, I think like where Newcastle had the game, it was almost reminiscent of last season where um, Liverpool kind of just took the game away from yeah. them at theirs very quickly. Um, and I don't really associate Liverpool with being able to grind out a result after going down yeah, to 10 minutes. It's been a minute. Let alone... Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, let alone turning it around like that. And uh, we were saying off cam, weren't we, that Darwin, it almost felt like going, getting bought on to try and get back into the game, one man down away from home, feels like the type of stage that Darwin Nunez likes yeah. to be on. It's the yeah. environment that he would thrive in. Like, I've got something to prove. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he did it. How did you feel when he came on? Um, I, I To be fair, we bought him on and I was like, and we bought on this kid and I was like, what? I, in my opinion, it felt like Klopp was going, I have no options on the bench. Sure. You know, managers mm-hmm. do that. So like the, the board knows he's been chatting a lot about transfers. But then Darwin came on and in my mind, I was like, this could work, but it could also completely flop. Then did you see Harvey Elliott played that pass to him? And his first touch stunk, and I was like, "Darwin, man, I, I'm I'm riding for you. Like, yeah. I'm actually riding for you." But like, it, this is impossible to ride for. Then when he went clean through, he always does this thing where he he snaps at it and he scuffs it wide. He did like you know when like way back when strikers could only score that type of goal. Yeah. Like they they had no variation. It was like across the keeper, just shoot really hard. It was one of those. Yeah, and I was like. Yo, this guy's cold with it. it um, it's a full-on Barclays is back finish. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, it's, like it's like a finish from yesterday. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously the second one as well. I was surprised. I was more surprised at the second one because you know when striker score the first, the second one they always try something different. Yeah, he just went the same way again. It was also most salad as I mentioned by the way. Incredible. We Incredible. don't talk, the pace on the, the the pace on the pass and also like the sort of like idea of giving it at exactly the right time. Considering Darwin lives offside. Mm. Um, Mo and man. he opened up his body to make that pass as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, I yeah. feel like the the direction he was running in, it would have actually made sense for him to almost toe poke it, mm. as in into, like, thread it through like that. He actually opened up his feet to get a bit of bend into his foot. And um, honestly, to beat a keeper of Nick Pope's quality and size like that twice, yeah, yeah that's some serious Listen, shit. Listen, I was actually running up and down, genuinely running up and down the footpath going crazy. because you're, ex- you're experiencing <laughs> carnival. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. without the wine. Like he caught wine with no one. I had the most halal wine in the world. I might go to hell for that, to be honest. Um, I was going nuts, because as I said, like at the start, I've genuinely been like, I'm actually a bit bored of watching football. I'm a little bit like tired out of so many games, and I hate Twitter sometimes, because people like Davina on there, no, constantly talking smack, ready to pounce on people just when the tweets went casually about not watching a game mm. once in a while. Um, and then Darwin does that, and the feeling comes back. Um, and I think Trent also like went in the corner flag and did the whole thing where he went that crazy. That was my favourite moment. Yeah, yeah, he was actually pointing. I can't remember who he was pointing to, but he was like, "Run down the wing so I can pass it to you." Oh, is it? So no one went. So he had to go himself. So he bursted along. Then he needed that luck, and as soon as it went out, the actual the lino had to have a word with him. The oh, liner, was, the liner was saying like, "Listen, you need to calm down and yeah, hurry up and don't take do that this." Newcastle fans. And he was like, <laughs> and he was literally looking up to the scousers, and that was incredible, man. I, do you know what? Side, side, side point. I really like this kind of. I'm not. I don't want to say evil, but anti-hero arc that Trent is on. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I first noticed it last year, 
And then when his when his locks were coming out, and I was like, "What is he cooking?" And I felt like, yeah, there was like this anti-hero arc coming up. And now he's gone back to like sweet boy trim again, but he's still got that. Mm. Because for so long, we've always looked at Trent as just this, you know, boy, like. you know, nice, uh, nice, clever, respectful, humble, mm. local lad who plays for his boyhood club and he's won all the prizes. Wow, this is amazing. And I think in Liverpool's downtimes, I think people were coming for him as like, yeah, you yeah. ain't got it. You, you ain't got the dog in you. And you got the dog. I think I think he got that dog in him for real. Mm. Yeah, I think it's nice to see footballers get a little bit more of their personality shown. And that's what riles up the fans as well. Like that's mm. what makes you like like you said, we've always thought of him as like this innocent, like playing for your boyhood club. And people did come for him, but he never sort of went out and said, like, Oh, you don't know what I've got in my bag. And he's cooking. Yeah. Like, man. He can prove it. And now he's showing that personality. And that's what's gonna win the fans back. Yeah, ever since he scored uh, hit the crossbar in one take, uh, barefoot in oh, the, yeah. the sidemen video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed the change in him. Was it sidemen? It was beta squad, man. It was, Raw, it was that is squad. mad what I just did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, they're, they're all great. Um I actually prefer I actually what? prefer beta squad, I can't lie. So I was gonna say, are we team beta or are we team sidemen? Beta squad. Yeah, beta squad every time. I'm I mean, you know, for I the know. for the mandem, yeah. well, for the for the northwest. For the record, love them both. For the yeah, for just in case you get an invite to the party. I mean that's disgrace. Yeah, for <laughs> for the Northwest man, I, I, I obviously I love and resonate with uh, with uh, what are their names again? What's happening? Wait, hold on. He just went. I, I really. He's on Wait, about one of the sidemen. Side, side, no, 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 beta, 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 sorry, <laughs> beta. Obviously, sidemen. They just um, you know I have my uh, opinions on them, but you can't you can't knock the hustle, man. They have taken over the game. All I'm saying is, if you put that opinion out there right now, this is going to make a phenomenal clip. Yeah, no, I'd rather just uh, <laughs> I'd rather just chill. I can't lie, um, but yeah, ever since he hit that crossbar in the beta squad video, nice. Um, I, th I think he's uh, he's gone on to new heights. So maybe there's a theme there. People could learn from that. Um, I've just remembered something from earlier in the conversation that we had off air. I'm going to come to it in a second. Um, you know Romero's Romero's yeah um, Twitter handle yeah. What is it? Cuti Romero. So I've been reading that the whole time as Cuti Romero, and I was like, why? Like, I thought it was like some sort of joke or something like that. Um, why is it Cuti Romero? So, why are you reading it as that? Because <laughs> I'm Asian, bro. It's his um, nickname, and people actually know him as like El Cuti. What does so this what does what does Kuti mean? I don't know, but his his first name is Christian. So we're out here. So I think it's Can just we look a at that? Yeah, because it could, it could be. It's like it's like Ignacio. The nickname is Nacho. Yeah, but Nacho's yeah. all right. Like I've never had that nickname before, Cookie actually. So does nickname. it have a There's, a meaning? Haven't you got an Asian doctor or something? I swear you have. He's he's so. actually going, Kuti, come in here. Yeah. And he, in his head, he's going, ah, I've got him again. Okay, uh, cute nickname, no. C-U-T-I. What does the name Kuti mean? It's just going to mean The Christian. meaning of names.org. Surely you just type in Kuti Google Translator. Yeah. No. Because it doesn't necessarily, like, Nacho, if I Google, if I do yeah. Nacho, <laughs> I'm going to get a triangle-shaped <laughs> corn-based chip, mate. Uh, Kuti, Latin nickname. This is the content that you guys tune into the yeah, Name Names pod for. Listen, you're not here to listen to football we, chat. We break cultural barriers. Because um, I didn't know that people called him El Kuti until that AC Milan player, um, what's his name, Marco Pellegrino, yeah, did yeah. that interview, and he was like, I idolize Sergio Ramos, and... Cuti, El Cuti Romero because they're complete defenders. Oh. And I was like, oh, El Cuti, you like it? Just L L means the, yeah, isn't it? yeah. So is it, it must have a. Is it Cuti with an S at the end? No, C U T I. Right. Okay. So all I've got so far in Latin is Cutis means the skin. So they're calling him the, the skin. skin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's the shittest so nickname ever. The skin. I'm just gonna leave that there. Mm. Right. Um. I feel like you probably should have. You should know that as a Tottenham fan. No, I just I just thought it was like a shortened like Lamella. Yeah. He used to be called Coco. Like Why? What's that? guys, you guys need to have a chat with <laughs> your boyfriend. What's that about? Yeah, one guy like his, his Twitter at used to be Coco Lamella, and I was like, don't know where that came from. So where is it? What is it now? Eric. What do you mean used to be? He's now Eric Lamella, but when he signed for us, it was Coco Lamella. Like, Wait, so this is a Tottenham thing. You lot are giving your players. No, no, a no, no, it's from before. Wait, so my man. It left. might be an Argentina thing. Yeah, but my man's still Argentinian. Oh, it's like Sergio's nickname is Kun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but. I, I hear you, but he didn't stop being Argentinian when he left Tottenham. He's yeah, still Argentinian now. But people no matter see, how no, much Spurs tried to do it. People call him like Coco. That was just his Twitter at. Then he dropped it and put his... Then he grew up, you know. Fun you can't have nicknames fun around Davina. <laughs> fun fact, I think Kun in Farsi or Interesting. is um, is Bunda. Wow. <laughs> 
Why do you know that? That's just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to tell me think, Sergio I've, Bunda I've, Aguero. I think, I think it is because when we used to play. I, th- I think you were desperate to go to Notting Hill Carnival. Yeah, you were like, you where's, the where's the good Where's the good No, no. Um, when I was playing back in the day, uh, what is now known as EAFC. <laughs> nice plug. Right for you nice. guys. Um, yeah, Kun Aguero. And then one of my friends was like laughing and he's Iranian and he was like, you know what Kun is? I was like, what? He goes, it's, it's ass. <laughs> and obviously as a, as a, like a 15 year old, that was hilarious. So. I see that. Stuck with me. Stuck with me. Um, you know Leonel Messi's name, the nickname, sorry. Go on. Leo. Well, obviously, obviously, that's, that's part of Lionel. Yeah, oh, cool. I was just uh, d- double checking you. Knew that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I wonder what his Argentinian nickname is. It's going to be something stupid, obviously. Mm. Um, anyway, the reason I was mentioning Kuti and Kuti is because <laughs> off camera, we were having a chat about a particular Bollywood song. Yes. Right, where um, someone in the background has a Blackburn shirt, shirt on. Yeah. This is way back when. This is like 1993 times, I think. Oh, well, they were Prem Champions. They were 94, 95, yeah. yeah. Champions, not but like, before. Blackburn shirt, mad. But more interestingly, Danielle, you know, you, you tell us a story. The story is well, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure if you guys are describing it as I as I know it is, it is the song Mil Yeah, because it's Let's the song Let's hear a rendition. Hey! Right. <laughs> Okay, great. All I'm saying is, yeah, that's the one. I want to hear the rest of the story. But the Romanians, the Cypriots that currently are dominant with that, those charts, the ones we're dominating, they just all stop listening. Right. Carry on. Mm. Right. Let's so, um, yeah, the reason that song sticks with me is one, because it's iconic. Two, uh, there's a football shirt in the back. But three, also, me and my family sing that song in English. Now let's hear it in English. Mm. Right. <clears throat> what has happened to me? Why have I got so lost? Was I crazy before? Hey. Or have I now become it? Hey. And then... Oh, you don't know that bit in English. (laughs) I have found someone. someone. Nice. My heart is gone. My heart is gone. What do I tell you guys? I'm shaken up. I'm shaken up. Because I found someone. Found someone. Found someone. So, yeah, that's us. Um, Romanians and Cypriots just tap back in. Uh, while we're on that topic, by the way, we were number one in, on the Apple podcast in Cyprus this wow. entire week. Crazy. I, I Googled Cypriot footballers so I could put an interesting, cool tweet out. I couldn't find anyone. <laughs> but shout out to people in Cyprus. In Nigeria, we were fifth this week. Come on. In Saudi Arabia, that's the charts we want. Mm. We were sixth this week. But for context, the rest is footballers first. Gary Neville podcast. Gary Neville podcast again. Talk sport podcast, be uh, being sports podcast, then no ratings. Wow, these are all monsters. Um, this is also uh, technically speaking a shout out to those people that supported the pod. Um, I had a load of other local. Oh, in Ghana, we're, we're massive in Africa, you know. Hey. Uh, shout out Asamojan, um, hey, baby jet. <laughs> uh, fifth again for context, talk sport, Peter Crouch, Gary Neville, the rest is football. The only ones of us, Nigeria, fifth. Trying to think of a Nigerian footballer. JJ Okocha. JJ Okocha. Yeah. Victor Moses. Vic, wow. <laughs> unreal, unreal ball knowledge. Any Nigerians play for Tottenham? Ever. That's a random one. Oh, a few play for Arsenal still. Well, they, yeah, I know, I know. But one I'm, that come to mind. Okay. Uh, Croatia. We're eighth. Wow. Hvatska. Hvatska. Yeah. Um, what was that defender called? Vedran Troluka. My mm. brother. And lastly... Probably the most obscure place we've been in. Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Trini, yes. We were third. Roti Republic, let's go. Top three. Top three, top three. Big up AJ Tracy. Um, There isn't a Trinidad and Tobago football that springs. Um, No, my my brother's got a Trinidad and Tobago international top. That's crazy. Yeah. Was it added by often? No. No. Uh, from Joseph Desiri Job, I think, played for. That if I pull that, that out, please give that a Google. Please give. <laughs> if I pull that out of the bag, put some respect on oh my name. Oh my God. Was, what, Josie? Joseph Desiri Job. Used to play for Middlesbrough. Bagged the hat trick against United. Job. If he's from Trinidad and Tobago, I should get the match. Here we go. You ready? 
Joseph Desiree Job, born 1st of December 1977, is a former professional footballer who played as a left winger, born in France, and represented Cameroon. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Such an L. You got to hold that. Yeah, all right. Cool, cool, cool. That's a- <laughs> I will remember what a feeling. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Tottenham whilst we're here yes. before we go to to- uh, corrupt refs uh, are you the real deal this time under Ange Postacoglu I think because you were tweeting like mad when you did the madness this weekend yeah I so don't we're top of now. the league <laughs> I tweeted we've got our Tottenham back and our away fans shout out to Tottenham away fans I'll be there with you on Tuesday at Fulham but um, yeah I think Postacoglu has brought back the vibes to Tottenham and I just think it's unreal what a manager who connects with the fans who doesn't, uh, we were talking about this off camera, who doesn't think that they're above the club. Mm. He's sort of, it's sort of like his appointment could have massively been overshadowed by Harry Kane leaving. Mm. And it's sort of like last three weeks, okay, he's doing what he wants to do at Bayern. We do miss like a proper goal outlet, but the vibes are back at Tottenham. I'm loving the kind of football that we're playing. I've not seen that kind of free-flowing, attacking, progressive football probably since not even since Poch left, but a whole year before mm. Poch left, because we were not great in his last year. And it's sort of like the players have woken up and understood that you don't have to pass the ball back, you don't have to think defensively, you don't have to sort of like pass it around in your own half forever and ever and ever and ever, always forward thinking, get it to your front three. Not that they've been very prolific this season, but yeah, I, I, I'm i convinced. From the three games that I watched this this season, plus the preseason, I'm massively convinced. What are you convinced of? <coughs> I'm not convinced that we're going to challenge for top four. I'm not even convinced that we might j- jump into the top six. But I right, think you're just here to be happy. No, I'm here for seventh place and a cup run. Yeah, I, but no, I can't lie. That's where football's going, man. Like football is going like the NBA, where there's going to be superstars in every team, mm. and there are going to be big players that go their entire career just happy that they've finished in the top four like once. Like that's that's where football's going. I think. I'm, I think I'm being quite realistic. Like considering, I think. As it stands in the in the current state of our transfer window, we need another centre back. I think we need another central attacking midfielder because we all started crying when we thought Madison was injured. What's mm. going to happen? Is Lacelso up for like filling in? Which I don't think he is. By I the couldn't way. believe that he was still at the club when he came off. I, I forgot about the guy. I thought he was at Villarreal permanently, and then I saw him come off the bench, and I was like, "How is this brother still at the club?" I mean, speaking about forgetting about people, I forgot about Yves Basuma. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because Conte has blood on his hands. But you know when Conte was in charge, obviously I don't follow Tottenham as closely as you, yeah. so you'll know better. Was he injured for most of the period? So he was injured in like the second half, but he was not using Basuma well. And mm. he just probably didn't just didn't rate him, but that's so weird because he showed so much promise at Brighton and we signed him while Conte was there. Mm. So it's sort of like, why did you sign the whole player if you weren't even going to see what he was about? And the small sparks that he did show... When he did play, none of us thought that it was absolutely horrific. He did the same with Saar. He played him at the San Siro, played him at played him against Arsenal home game. Didn't have a terrible game, but we never saw him again for the rest of the season. Yeah. So I don't know what Conte's issue was, but he was just choosing the wrong team, left, right, and centre. I just thought of a theory, but I didn't put it out there, so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. To dare we're is all, to do. We're all thinking it. We're talking yeah. about to dare is. We're all, we're, we're all thinking it. Oh, but. that! Yeah, all, wow. Yeah. Now that you said we're all thinking it, mamma mia! We got, the fact that you had no idea and then found the idea very yeah. quickly. Wow. Uh, would you like to share your potential theory as a Tottenham fan? Be brave. Yeah. Oh, bravery oh, is rewarded. It's not just me who's thought it. Clips. <laughs> yeah, it's not just me who's thought it. Like, did he have a player? Did he have a problem with the black players at our club? Like, I mean, Conte bought back Victor Moses into Chelsea <laughs> and won the league with them. And like, Victor Moses was in obscurity somewhere. He said, "Come back, play a wing back," and he made him a Premier League champion. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't jump to that. Mm. Too mu- too much. Oh shit! I've just found my Trinidad Tobago player. I think. Listen, if you're you're coming for this, if you get this wrong, you're going to have to forfeit. No, this time I've got real feeling. Okay, go on. I think it's Dwight York. Oh my God, you've smashed it. It is, isn't it? I think it is. Because I have a feeling, a real strong feeling. Smashed it. Yes, Dwight York. All right, hold on. Here we go. Oh, don't do this again. Here we go. Five foot seven, 66 kilos. Dwight Eversley York, born 3rd November 1971, is a professional football coach and former player who was most recently in charge of Australian A-League club MacArthur FC. 
York formed a prolific strike partnership <laughs> with Andy Cole at Manchester United. He won numerous honours, including the treble in 98-99 and several Premier League titles. Country. Trinidad and Tobago. Let's go. <laughs> Finally, I knew there was a striker in the Premier League. That was a, yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, I can't remember what we're talking about now. Tottenham. Tottenham, yes. yes. Uh, we, you were basically uh, trying to uncover if Conte's racist. Um, <laughs> I just, it's just which, a thought that came, came across. I don't doubt his ability to be, but I'm just thinking, I don't think we've currently got enough uh, grounds to press charges. I, I just think Conte hated every single second that he was at Tottenham. Like, yeah. he, I, I genuinely I think, like, he got the job offer from Daniel Levy and he was like, oh, let's, see, let's see what I can do. And then just continued the only positive memories i have of conte was the top four run-in of well not last season the season before when we like when we approached you for top four that was hilarious mm. deep and um yeah that's that's run of like six or seven games is my only positive memories <laughs> other than that i don't remember enjoying have much football a, that we played have on you top. guys got a trophy for that <laughs> don't worry it's Conte. coming this year oh, okay cool 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 2023 2024 Ange Postacoglu is going to yeah I think, I think just to like before we finish on Spurs I think it shows you what can happen when you have a bona fide superstar and there comes a point where you need to support that superstar by signing others and then mm. if you don't eventually all your play and all your focus goes in on making sure you feed the superstar as much as possible mm -hmm. and then once that superstar is out of the picture everyone Everyone in the squad is almost on the same level, humility-wise. Yeah. And they seem to gel a lot more cohesively. Yeah. And um, since Harry Kane's gone... Yeah, that's the theory. You guys the are balling theory. out, man. That's a theory I can potentially back. Steven Gerrard at Liverpool, similar sort of theory, where you have, like, one guy who wants to put the banner on his back, not by intention, sometimes by design. And then when they leave, you have other guys who go, you know, you had that Champions League run. Mm -hmm. where suddenly, like, Kane was injured. Kane Lucas Moura, yeah, Son, we got, we got Ali. To, yeah, he, he got injured against Man City in the first leg. I remember I was there. Mm. Um, then we won that game 1-0. Then that we had an even more amazing game in the second leg of Top that. Top five matches I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Ajax, home and away, all without Crazy. Harry Kane. And yeah. you were better. You were more fluid and you were more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so oh, my God. Are we about to have a conversation that Spurs might have won the Champions League if they didn't play Harry Kane? We had this conversation on the podcast a few weeks ago. As soon as we got a Spurs fan, hey, we'll quickly get your opinion on it. <laughs> Shit. I don't know if this is the right way to ask this question, okay. but if Harry Kane doesn't play in that final, do you think you win the final? I... No, I still don't think we win that final. And I say that Boring. because yeah. when you have... Fuck, no, man, no. we wanted a clip. And you, and you went, no, all right, let's just move the conversation on. <laughs> no, I think if you have a player of Harry Kane's quality and he says that he's fit, you can't not start him. That's what I said. You can't not start my him. my brother was convinced, the, my brother was convinced that the fo the form that Lucas Moura was in, the fire that he was feeling, you got to go with him. And I was like, but at the cost of Harry Kane. At the cost of like, Harry Kane, you that's can't the leave thing. your You can't leave your Kobe <laughs> on the bench. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure uh, Lucas Moura's got a hat-trick against. Yeah, So my thing is, I think you start the way it was in the previous game, and mm -hmm. you bring Kane off the bench, because I also don't know how fit he was, because in the final, he didn't even move. Like, he was struggling. Like In my opinion, that was like a player going, I may never play in a Champions League final again, I need and to I make want the to most play. Of it, yeah. And I think he rocked upon the day and just went, actually, you know what? Like My legs are, are struggling today because he was injured. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, so no, no, I, I changed my statement. Oh. Because I've I've spoken about it. You, If Harry Kane says that he's 100% fit, then you start him. If it's clear... I think as a coach, Pochettino, this is kind of where Pochettino kind of lacked balls. Because if you can see that your star player is not 100% fit and you've seen the form that a player like Lucas Moura has been in, mm. you go with your best 11 and a, a non-fit Harry Kane versus an in-form striking like Lucas Moura, yeah. Lucas Moura is 100% better. So in that situation, you don't play Harry Kane and we win that Champions League final. But Harry Kane the prolific goal scorer that he is, he tells you that he's fit. It's very hard for Pochettino, who's not like a aggressive Galactico yeah. kind of manager to be like, no, I'm not going to start you. So where, where, where it boils down to is that if, if you were to be told um, before the game that you're going to get half a chance, not even a full chance, you're going to get half a chance on goal, Spurs are, who do you want? 
and that half yeah. chance yeah. to drop to is it Lucas Moura or is it Harry Kane? Yeah. Then you're playing such a game of percentages. Mm. Like I'm going, what if you were going to create four chances with Lucas Moura and only one with Kane? I'd maybe back Lucas Moura with four chances mm. in that run of form because he was cooking. Yeah, I think in the Ajax game he, he probably only had three shots. Yeah. yeah, that was so like I think momentum's such a big thing. I think you bench him, he then gets benched in the final. He's got no interest in coming on because he's like, I did everything in the semi and you benched me the next game. I don't care what happens. I'd actually be really interested to find out, like, the listeners and the, the viewers, what their thought would be on this. Because I've had this conversation so many times, but I wonder yeah. what, the, what? what they think you of that. You probably get a different answer now because we all had a lot of Harry Kane love and we were all answering with rose-tinted glasses. And now that he's gone, I feel like Spurs fans who are listening will be like, should have started Lucas Moura. Do, do you think, while we're on this topic... Could Kane have potentially been a burden on Spurs? Oh, my When? God. In the current situation or back then? In this entire period. And I'm saying this from experience of Steven Gerrard, who like did everything for Liverpool, but I always felt like the moment Gerrard left, we just became better because everyone went, stop, we don't need to pass it to him every time. We don't need him to be the one who crosses it. We don't need him to be the one that takes pens. Even the year when Liverpool, I mean, the story goes that Gerrard was the one that slipped. In that game... And he may have make him on the pod one day. And I will actually say this to him. In that game, I felt like he went into the mode of what he's been like 15 years. I'm shooting. I'll be the guy who scores. Yeah. And his legs just couldn't do it. Yeah. Liverpool, I think, win the league that year if Gerrard isn't playing that game and Henderson is. But that's a story for another day. Uh, so could Kane have been a burden on Spurs? I think the way that we were playing football under Conte Mourinho, I don't think he was a burden. I think he was... The way that they structured their teams, it was get it to Harry Kane, Harry Kane's going to But what score. if he isn't in the team then? If he isn't in the team, we played <laughs> horribly. Get it, get it to who? We played horribly. Get it to who? Yeah. When he was Spurs injured, we, we struggled. Mm. And I think that's why Ange Postacoglu works right now without a player like Harry Kane. Like he spoke in an interview saying as soon as he came, he was already preparing for our, the start Life of our season him. without yeah. Harry Kane, which I completely respect. And the way that he sort of portrayed himself in interviews and stuff is is very, so very good. Can we clear up something? So will we forever refer to Ange Postacoglu by saying his full name every no, time? Big Ange, yeah. that's his Ange. name. That it, but you are right. There's certain, you know, certain players, you never say Fernandez or Bruno, you always say Bruno Fernandez. Fernandez, yeah. You, uh, Ange Postacoglu is the same. It's a brilliant name. What though? are the managers yeah. like? Big Sam is Big Sam. Roy, do you say Roy Hodgson? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You say Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Yeah. Say Roy Hodgson. Old Roy, no one says old Roy. No one says old Roy. Grandpa Roy, nah, no, no, that's that. disrespectful. <laughs> it's accurate though. Arsene Wenger, you do say Arsene. Actually, no, you say Wenger. You say yeah. Wenger. Yeah, yeah. You say, you don't even include my guy. You know my guy, like Papa Wengs. Don't include I'm him in your. He's, he's, a, he's, he's, he's here. He's somewhere else. Arteta. Do you say Mikel Arteta? No, no, people say no, no. We say we say Arteta. Yeah. Mm. You never say, mm. no, it's not, it's not a common trend to have mm. managers with just one half. Imagine, like, oh, yeah, Dyche has done it. Oh, do we say Dyche? No, no I always, always say Sean, say Sean Dyche. Yeah, does that mean certain managers don't have a like a, a sexy surname? Basically, any manager that doesn't have a sexy surname, you won't say just their surname. Yeah, like Dyche, like, let's be honest, that can go left quite quickly, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, um, I mean, Deserby, that I'll, I'll say that, I'll Deserby. say that all day. Yeah, I don't even know his name. sick name, Roberto Deserby. Yeah, that's almost an anti climax. Now, now, when we talk about football knowledge, and you're going to be spitting people like, he doesn't even know his full name. <laughs> How's he talking about Roberto Deserby? Deserby, what a name. These Asians don't watch the game, <laughs> they don't watch the same game as us. Um, let's chat very quickly about referees. Former referee Mike Dean has admitted that he failed to change a VAR decision to save his mate, Anthony Taylor. From more grief. This is his quote. Uh, I missed the stupid hair pull at Chelsea versus Tottenham, which was pathetic from my point of view. I don't know why I'm reading it with so much emphasis. I could just read it normally. I was thinking, are you trying to impersonate him? <laughs> no. I'm not going to try. <laughs> it's one of them where if I had my time again, what would I do? I'd send Anthony Taylor to the screen. I didn't want to send him up because he's a mate as well as a referee and I didn't want any more grief than he had already had. Um, someone else tweeted saying, so first Mark Clattenburg ages ago confirmed that when Chelsea played Spurs, he is intentionally, he intentionally didn't send off players even though he should have. That was Battle of the Bridge. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. My brother yeah. was there. Uh, I was there as well. I don't know why. I know loads of people that are there. Is that Stamford Bridge? I, I was not there. there. Yeah. I was watching that at home was, you're crying. Lucky, you're lucky. Yeah. That was a stunning game of football. Like pure Barclays. Like, that, pure that Barclays. Yeah. Barclays. Eric, Eric Lamella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a guy. You know, the weirdest thing about that was when we got to the stadium, Chelsea fans were th singing Leicester. Like yeah. ev everyone in the ground was singing Leicester, yes. Leicester. No, they and then, Hazard. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh my, my, my head was gone. Then when Dia clamped someone and it kicked off, it I was, was like, everyone. I want everyone to just smoke everyone each other. Smoke, yeah. um, 
referees and corruption. It's this g- genuine issue, genuine problem. No is, it, is it corruption though? Yeah, I don't think it's corruption. I, that the corruption gives the impression that people are being paid. Yeah, mm. it gives the mm. it gives the intention that the referee's intention is to bring the game into disrepute. Yeah. Wow, now, where I, did you just read that out from? <laughs> he, uh, if you're listening, he didn't he didn't have anything in his hand. He just read that out of his own brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. Uh, but yeah, it, like the corruption thing seems like very deliberate and like premeditated. Whereas what? What, what uh is it Mike Mike Dean so Mike Dean yeah. yeah what Mike Dean basically said is no, he he mate. finally admitted what millions of us suspected mm. they're they like guys these these guys are just human they they're just on vibes ever since David Dean I remember he was like uh, an an evening with Arsene Wenger so he was discussing where he goes we actually went and spoke to the referees and said what is your method of working out how much added time you put on oh, yeah. like what metrics do you use mm. and he goes i was expecting some sort of elaborate answer and he goes we kind of just we, no we just yeah we we, we <laughs> i mean us as fans we're like how many minutes gonna be like no we don't the do, same thing. they don't do like a i'm sure there is a rule because howard webb mentioned this but the, there is no like oh 30 seconds for a sub whatever like that but generally they they kind of just make up a mm, this looks like yeah, five minutes. Um, I would love that. That's so, mental. So David yeah. David Dean said that he had that conversation with um, was it Pogmol or is someone, and, and they mentioned that they That's just wing jokes. it. So so that that did bring into my head that these referees, it's it's a little, it's a lot less elaborate than we think it is, mm. but it is a ridiculous pressure because you know on Edia, I can't <laughs> even host a game of five second rule between two family members. Without getting abused by both of them, no matter what, mm. what decision I make, yeah, I'm like Auntie Nasab. Like I fully gave you like the benefit of the doubt on three <laughs> of those answers, but the one time I'm now favouring you, you're coming for my neck. So life of a prem ref. <laughs> you basically squashed everything I wanted to say. Um, I I don't know. I just feel like technically it's cheating because if you're just going like my mate is going to be in the shitter, then what is the point of refereeing? Yeah. Like you may as well give me the job because yeah. like then VAR can actually intervene because you've got no relationship with me. Yeah, I think the premise of being a referee has to, by default, has to be non-emotional. Yeah. Like, yeah. the players are going to get emotional. It is your job in the heat of battle to be absolutely because logical. Their whole job is to be like, the mediator and to make the decisions yeah. as a third party. Yeah. So you can't bring, oh, he's my mate. I don't it's, it's like you're driving a truck going, you could have killed 15 people. <laughs> you probably should have crashed a car. But you're a good guy. You got all your manoeuvres wrong. <laughs> you're a good guy. And me and your dad go way back. Yeah. Do you know? Remember that first cigarette your dad had? That was with me. It took me, um, I passed my driving test six times. Oh, whoa. That is a whole different conversation. Um, Why did that happen? I was, I, it wasn't even for minors. I just was making straight major. Wait, how old are you again? 23. And you did six tests? Within one year. Wow. And you had how many minors? No minors, just majors. Yeah, it was just majors. Like, I didn't stop at a zebra crossing. I nearly ran a red light. I didn't indicate when I went on a roundabout. I just went. Hey, yo, you're a criminal. You drive now. Yeah, I drive now. I've been driving for five years. It's safe. I wrote off my first car. <laughs> yo, listen, DVLA. I just want. Why anyone, did you pass her? I just want you guys to have this down for your <laughs> reference. That if she ever offers you a lift, just Absolutely. don't don't take it. Don't take it. Yeah, well. Um, you're currently performing a major issue with the audio because you're constantly tapping the mic, but you you, you won't fail this test. Debut nerves. Yeah, yeah. debut don't nerves. Worry, don't worry. Six times, six midfield. times, six times. Your dad is a nice guy for constantly bailing you out because I would have if, if, if I had failed six times, I think, I think my dad, the only reasonable reaction I can see from my dad is him running me over. Yeah. I, my dad gave me that he was like this is the last time no more tests <laughs> otherwise we're just doing we're just gonna do underground bus tfl and and you went i'm not a peasant i'm not i want to be able to drive my car did you drive here today no, I didn't. Shush, then. <laughs> you, you are dining with the peasants today <laughs> um anyway uh, wait, but so wait i just want to touch on this again so you you seem to be very strong on the idea that it's cheating i think it's cheating i feel like i feel like it's not the right course of action but the thing is, if your your job as a referee is to ensure that the game runs in an equal and straight direction, mm-hmm. if you then go, oh, I can't give this a pen because my mate's going to get slander on social media, but he just gave a pen two minutes ago for something identical or in mm-hmm. a previous game, that's where the inconsistency comes in. So what you're actually doing is, one, you're ruining the game for everyone. You're ruining it. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, um, you're 
sort of not cheating in favour of a team, but you are performing something that you would regard as cheating if you did in anything else. But is it possible to have complete consistency? I feel like consistency in, no, consi- in refereeing consistency is, is impossible because right. you got like three people here who see the game, see, see the game, see the game, <laughs> see the game really differently, <laughs> <laughs> see the game completely differently. Yeah. So if you put all three of us down to watch a singular like, football match, we'd all take different things from it. Then if you said all three you have to go and ref that game, we'd all referee it differently. Yeah. But I think with refereeing, there are certain rules you have to follow and. Yeah, you're right. That one seemed ludicrous. That seemed like a pretty non-negotiable, yeah, logical. Like if, yeah, yeah. There's, like, say like the McAllister one that happened against Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. That referee thought that was a red card. I don't hate the fact that that they, they got that wrong and they rescinded it because that that I think's fine. You played by the rules, but there's certain ones like oh, like last week if you watched the Newcastle City game, yeah, like Anthony Gordon went down the back of Ruben Diaz's car, yeah, and I don't even think he got yellow. For no, him. he didn't. He just got like a. It's like, all right, uh, let it again. go, yeah. Tommy Asu's second yellow was never a second no. yellow. So there's like things like that which are like, actually, that's just wrong. Like, mm. that that's a lack of consistency because I don't think you know the rules very well. And actually, you also don't know the rules very well because my man in your ear is going, allow that one. Listen, I like Tommy Asu. Allow that one. He's mm. going, Saliba's peng. Let him go. Mm-hmm. Van Dyke's peng. Let him go. Oh, he's a minger. Get on him. Get him That's off. a yellow. Get him and off. I just think like like So have an agenda against a player, get him off. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I think there's a problem. There's certain players that will always get away with things. So I can't remember was it Mark Clattenberg who was telling me? No. Uh Mark Halsey was telling me. Fernandinho would uh, go into the dressing room of the referees after with his kids. His kids would meet their kids. He'd say hi, give them a high five, be really pally. Then my man's slicing people up in a game. Ten fouls later, he gets his first yellow. But that's gamesmanship. Like Fernandinho, that's, that's gamesmanship. That's networking too. Yeah, yeah. Full potential. Exactly. I love that. I respect it. Fernandinho, <laughs> I didn't think I could I love you any more than I do now. <laughs> I respect that. Man was, but, man was taking out the refs for like lunch and that. Yeah. <laughs> but the ref's just getting played. Kids. The ref knows he's getting played and still got played genius next week he's going ah, I like Fernandinho though genius so um, yeah I don't know I feel strongly because I just think if you're a ref you have to be it's black or white yeah. you, and, and there's certain things that will be a little bit brown but um, <laughs> a lot if you listen to this <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> nice um, but I just yeah I just I hate the fact that you said it because yeah. if we didn't say it, I'd be like, listen, I know it's happening, but... Listen, I'm telling you right now, Mike Dean has got so much to say and he cannot, he can't, he, he's so happy yeah. he's retired. Because mm. he could, he's, The reason this came out is because he does... Um, is it Gillette Consulting? Sox? I think he does Gillette Sox Saturday now. What? Yeah, he, it's a show like that that he said it on because I saw the clip. So, um, the, you know this hair pull? That, that's um, Romero pulling Cucurella's hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You lot. Uh, um, that was the game, um, you know, Tuchel and Conte with the handshake. That, that is, game. That is it, it, it is. Um, it is. Serge Let's Talk Saturday. I had a feeling it was because um, I've heard him on it when I've been on it. So there you go. Um, that is why that came out. Wow. But I think there'll be more things like that because he loves to talk. And uh, so he's so he's yeah. talking about possibly shaving points on a on a show sponsored by Gillette. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Cool. Gillette, you can sponsor us if you like. Um, anyway, Arsenal, uh, what's going on? First of all, we look and fly. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Europe never looks so good. That's all I'm saying. By what metric? Yes. We look, we look and fly. Oh, you like the shirt? I mean, we're looking fly. It's, I mean, it's not an opinion. It's like a fact, right? Wait, are you looking fly in terms of the, the shirt? Or are you looking fly like because you're playing well? Or like, give us some context of why you're looking fly. I mean, I'm just looking fly. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you are looking fly. I, do yeah, not, oh, I don't disagree with that. I appreciate that. Thank you. You didn't have to say where, that. Where are the gold stripes? Um, they're on the home kit. Yeah, How hilarious. are you wearing gold? Gold stripes. <laughs> it's, because to re- they... it's to reference 20 years since we, as Arsenal, won the only ever gold Premier League because we completed an you know entire season. You know that's not season. like an actual registered thing. Like That's just a made-up trophy. Do you want it? <laughs> if I could offer you right now, would you take it? I, I want a trophy full no, stop. No, no, no. If I could offer She's you She's broke, a gold, bro. If, if you I offer her a five, she'd take it. If I could offer you an, a gold-plated, undefeated Premier League title, would you take it? Of course I would take it. But I'm not going to be shameless and put gold stripes o- on my shirt. You are not going to be shameless. Did you see how you celebrated the Audi Cup and them? Listen, if, if you <laughs> no think that's nothing Richard but a joke. Richard kissed it. No, that, listen, that was a Tiger Cup. Get it right? Tiger Cup? It's a Tiger Cup. Uh, what won. the hell is that? We won that the in beer, Singapore. The Tiger beer, yeah, the Singapore beer. That yeah. was, that we was don't legendary. endorse that unless they have a 0% alcohol. Obviously, Davina, I believe you're a drinker. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. but you love the little po- tiger beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like, even know it was an alcohol brand, <laughs> but the tiger cup, love it. She's like, you can sponsor me. Yeah, I mean, you would take that. So we're just celebrating that 20 years ago, we completed the greatest feat in English football. So that's- It's crazy. But listen, the kits are wavy. Um, what's actually going on on the pitch? Um, I think I'm actually happier with what I've seen on the pitch this season than I am last season. What? what? Clip. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, so, so basically, what I mean by that is last season, it just felt like a whole new world. Like, oh my God, that touch at Bournemouth from Gabriel Jesus. Oh my God, Saliba's winning goal. Mm. Oh my God, that, uh, that brace against Leicester. Oh my God, Saka's flying. We genuinely thought Arsenal are back, back, right? Mm. And it just felt like, it reminded me a bit what our start to the season now reminds me a bit of you can correct me if I'm wrong but I'm just going off vibes here because I don't go off stats I just go off vibes which is why no one follows me on Twitter um so last season we started like all gung-ho or we're gonna win Mm. 4-2 or we're gonna win 4-3 and this season we're almost having like our stale slump and hoping to grow into the season because for me there's no doubt about it I still think we're the second best team in the league yeah, I still think we have players. I think Martin Odegaard, I think only Kevin De Bruyne can chat to him in the league. I still think Saka is the best uh, winger in the league. Have you met this guy with an afro that plays a Liverpool? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I'd say Saka's. I say I say Saka's in the same conversation if we're talking about who the top wingers in the Premier League are. It can be in a conversation, but if we're saying who's better, yeah, you, no, 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 the conversation is not you, the same as. You, right, how about this? How about this? You said he's how about the best this? Winger. How about this? How about this? Saka's better than Mo Salah right Whoa. now. What? Your head's gone. Your head's yeah. gone. Yeah, it is. You tried to, you tried, you're coming for me. Yeah. You're coming for me in a bit. Right, so listen. So basically, I still think we are the be- the second best team in the league. I still think we have the capability to be a team that can push City to it. But we, we're we now going through a period where we're focusing a little bit more on the gritty side of the game. And I'd, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the year that Liverpool didn't end up winning the league, they were 4-3, 4-2, 5-4. The league, the, the the season they actually won the league, they were a lot more resolute in defense, and they were they were like getting we were more boring. We were yeah, you were you were yeah. you were getting yeah. jobs done professionally. Like I remember, I remember you guys played Sheffield United in January yeah, the yeah, year yeah, you won yeah. the league. Yeah, I remember sitting and watching it, going, Liverpool have taken all the fun out of this game. Yeah, yeah. They've actually de- demoralized Sheffield United to the point where they can't get in the game, and they've just walked off with the three I, points. I'm pretty sure that was the game we won because Wijnaldum shot. Was, went through the keeper's leg. I think so, and yeah. Like, we did nothing that game. Yeah, and Van Dijk walked off with no sweat, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. And there's all... Ollie McBurney was panting. Yeah, and, and, I'm, not, and I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that we're now going to win the league this season because we're not flying, but there almost feels, it almost feels like we're focusing more on being resolute and hard to beat. And I don't know how intentional that is, though. I think, I think, I think, I think Arteta's trying a thing. I think there's a reason he bought in Declan Rice. Like, I, I, we're clearly mistaken. I thought he bought in Declan Rice to play that Xhaka role mm. but he's clearly but Xhaka's irreplaceable no but Xhaka yeah is irreplaceable well as what a good a person as well he's a Xhaka guy yeah, I am um, a Xhaka guy Xhaka yeah. Stan handsome fella yeah so I think I think the way I watch his football now he's trying to be a lot more resolute and I think uh, at Palace I think we showed that I think that game was tailor made for us to like melt down proper, and bottle proper it gritty, yeah, and yeah. we ended up keeping a clean sheet out of it we ended up getting the win and the way we celebrated it was, as well I get the feeling that that was discussed in training. That if if the shit hits the fan, we're gonna dig deep and grind it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's I, early to be grinding though. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather grind it out and have a bit more of a level head and not get my heads in the cloud than absolutely fly like we did for ninety nine percent. I think that's PTSD from last season though. Do you reckon? Yeah, because I think you need to be able to do both at different times in the season. So at the end of the season, you need to be more gritty for mm. sure. At the start, you have your teeth in issues, but you still win those games. Yeah, you don't you don't draw against Fulham. Like, no, but yeah, drawing like, against Fulham is plausible. They're a good team. Not this season. They're not. I mean, they lost Mitrovic. Yeah, Mitrovic's gone, and they were down to ten men. Oh, they got Raul, Raul, Raul Jimenez. Yeah, but my man has been struggling since the head injury, and I love the guy. But right. I think also you had no control in the game. There was periods where you had a little bit of control. The mm. Palace game, 
Um, when Tommy Asu came off, you control the ball so well. And I was like, this is a mature team. Mm. Against Fulham, it was like a throwback of when you took on Southampton and West Ham, was it West Ham, yeah. I think? Yeah, yeah. And where you were just erratic and... But I'd, li- I'd, like to, I'd like to think that if we look through the archives, there are many championship winning teams or many elite teams that mm. almost had a characteristic of having a really weird, patchy two, three months of the season. And you don't se- normally get that at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but we normally fly and we crumble at the end of the season. Yeah, so, so it's, a, it's a nice caveat for us to. I hear the narrative, and mm-hmm. and again, I still think Arteta's Arteta's management skills plus our squad, or like plus our starting eleven, is still the second best team in the league. Like mm-hmm. I still firmly believe that. So if we're having this grit right now, I don't think that's symptomatic of what's going to happen to us all season. I think we can turn it on and still smash teams five 0 this season. But I still think there'll be a bit more of a focus on grinding out. And and celebrating clean sheets just as much as we celebrate four four one wins. I think so. where you guys should be worried is in your last 10, 15 minutes mm. because the game against Forest, the game against that Fulham, that became weird, didn't it? It that, became yeah, so yeah, weird. Like yeah. I was like, cool, you've had some confident spells. Last 10, 15 minutes, you conceded against Forest. You conceded against Fulham. Like yeah. against yeah, like against Fulham, ten men. You should you should not. You should be you should close the game out. Game management, yeah. taking it in the corner, chilling out because yeah. cool Fulham. You said it's it's a respect it's a respectable result to draw mm-hmm. against them, but you guys finished second in the prem. Yeah, and with your quality, should, you should, should be, be able to hold on to that two one. What I would say though is Arteta seems to be like tinkering with things, similarly to how Pep tinkered with yeah. these last season. Just I'm, copying I'm, Pep, mate. And I'm, yeah, well, uh, aren't we? All? Listen, if you if you follow Davina, she thinks everyone Arteta does is a Pep cop- copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, for me, it just feels like he's trying something different. He's like, right. Partey and Declan Rice, do I want them in the midfield together? No. Okay, how can I accommodate Partey? Because he's too world-class for me to not have him in the team. So how can I get him on the ball, but also fill him in? Hashtag five gets talked about way too much on this podcast. So, so, now, so, now, so now, he's, now he's playing him in that position where he's... He's, he's right back, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's playing... Inverted right back. Yeah, he's playing as... It's a, not working. It's not yeah, working. I don't, I don't think it is, but also I think Arteta's trying a thing. And it's still early days. You can't... You can't win the title and you can't lose it right now. You know, I'm, I'm all right. I'm not. I'm not feeling. And listen, man, we're back in the Champions League, man. I'm so against. You just. The, I think the Champions League groups get announced in two days. No, today. Yeah. Uh, no, Thursday. Wait, today. It's not today. Today. No, but there's Sunday. still a qualifier to be played. Yeah, yeah. On oh, right. Wednesday. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm following Copenhagen. Because oh, sorry, I think I that's gonna a... be my next European Why? game to go to. I've got food recommendations in Copenhagen if you're staying the night. Or if yeah, if I'm. You... I'm trying to go to a Copenhagen. Why? Game. Do you know at the end of their season? I, I've been one over because I didn't have a Danish team to like, keep an eye on. So at the end of the season... Why is that like a requirement? Anyway, why is that a requirement? But carry on. Yeah, I like to have a team in every country. But um, yeah, it's... What was I saying? Copenhagen. <laughs> They've got a qualifying game on Wednesday. Against? Um, it begins with P. Before we leave you, is anyone actually even good this season on a real, real level? Yeah, I'm going to give you a very quick rundown of where we're at in the Premier League table in case by some freak chance you haven't seen the table. Uh, City are obviously first with nine points. They squeezed past Sheffield United with a last-minute goal. They don't look right, I don't think. Um, Did they ever look right at the beginning of the season? Though? No, but they look closer to right than they do to wrong. I think at the moment they look wrong. Oh, I have a feeling they look wrong. Really? Yeah. There's something just not right in that team. And I think they're considerably weaker than they were last oh, season. Oh, 100%. You, you just lost the most handsome man in the Premier League, who, by the way, just recently had a nose job, which I can't believe. Um, Granite. No, man, <laughs> Ilkai. Oh, so Ilkai's got a nose job. Yeah. Ilkai. I saw him um, play against Tottenham in pre-season in Barcelona. I flew out there to watch us lose to Joan Gamper. How good is he, man? He's unreal. Yeah, he's a guy, man. But yeah, they lost him. He's guaranteed like 12-point season. Um, then you've got West Ham and second, I Tottenham think, third. Yeah, unpopular opinion. I think West Ham are better without Declan Rice. Ewing theory in motion. Genuinely. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know the last bit you said. But you in theory? Oh, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. what we were talking no, about. I, I, heard that, I, I heard that in one word. What did you say? Ewing theory. So basically that your star player, um, like like we were talking about with Harry Kane and Steven Gerrard, he is the person that everything goes through. He's your main like, goal outlet or whatever in whatever sport. And then he leaves without, with, without winning anything significant. And the team rallies together and performs significantly better without him. I knew all that. The only reason I wanted to say that is because I said everything I said about Harry Kane earlier. You completely disagreed. No. <laughs> Check. I'm mate. saying. I'm Welcome saying to no ratings. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Harry no, Kane still no, being no, in the no, team. No. Still being in the team. 
now he's left and i think we've changed our identity to be able to play without him all right uh you got spurs third uh, Liverpool, Arsenal. It's just not right. The whole table's not right. The only thing that's right is the bottom four. Sheffield United, Burnley, Luton and it Everton. It looks a bit lame, isn't it? I, do you know what? It's so weird that you thought that because when I looked at the standings of the Premier League, I was like, this is... I don't enjoy watching that table. Where are Chelsea? Tenth. Love it. Brentford, ninth. United, eighth. Villa, seventh. There's just like people are going, Villa are really good. The seventh in the league. Gary they've Neville won, has tipped Villa to like win the Champions League and the World Cup and the Ryder Cup. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But like they, they got smoked 5-1 by Newcastle. That was and then weird. Brighton that was got so smoked, weird. Yeah. Then Brighton got smoked 3-0 by West Ham. That's what I mean. Like the quality who is so, good? That's who, what, is who is actually good? Like genuinely, who is even I don't think, actually good? I don't good? even think it's a matter of who's United, good. I just think oh I just think the league is so much more competitive than it has been. We're getting theories. To, I have so many theories on this. No, we're getting towards the 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 NBAism of uh, of the Premier League. I'm telling you. Let's hear this. Let's hear this. So it's in the NBA. There's there's two trophies you can win. Yeah. Well, there's three if you start counting. You know, All Star Weekend and <laughs> or Slam Dunk competition and shooting competition. But you can win the the championship. You can win the NBA championship. Um, whatever the trophy is called. Um, I should probably know that. Um, or you can win the conference. So you can win the conference, the Eastern or Western Conference, and then you go to the NBA Finals and you can win the finals. But because there's so little that you can actually win in the NBA, mm. there are there are superstars in all these different teams. And now their accolades are actually judged by how many times they're an MVP, how many times they're an all-star. So um, like we're going towards the era of where individual awards count more. Individual oh, awards. Harry Kane just left the Premier yes, League. Yes. Oh my guy, come back. Yeah, so individual individual awards I think will count more and there will be more world class players spread across loads of different teams. Like I reckon like it's not unthinkable that there'll be like a top class player like a player that could play for the big five clubs in the world playing for Villa or playing for Fulham. Or not Everton, Jesus. But <laughs> but you know, like even Newcastle, like new. I don't think th- there was a world five years ago where a player of Bruno Guimaraes's quality mm. would be yeah. like would be really settled True. and playing at Newcastle and like really happy to be there. I just don't think that that was possible. But I think the further we go with this, the fur- the more money, the the bigger the disparity between the Prem and the other leagues will then lead to that makes sense. Wolves, Wolves becoming a very attractive offer. For this wonder kid that is in France, or this this deep lying playmaker that's in Italy, or this dynamic winger that's in Germany, um, and then eventually what will happen is few and few players like there'll be a player that you're like, oh my god, what a player! Like one of the best players in his position, and he won't have won a league title. He he might have gone on a cup like run, Jimmy Butler style. Yeah, get yeah, Jimmy buckets. You see, and then we'll just talk about oh. But in the playoffs, look how amazing he was, or look at his uh, look at his games to goal ratio, or look at how many times he's won a man of the match award. I think we're going to go towards that. Mm. I've said that for a few years. I can't lie. That's an outstanding, outstanding theory, and I think it's going to make a good clip. You know, because I quite like we, uh, we like theories on the pod. Theor- mm. Theories, trims, therapists or therapy sessions, and there's one of the T which I can't remember anymore. It was something to do with paying footballers, but I can't remember. Tattoos. No, um, it was a word to describe. Gave me hate for my peng footballer eleven. Oh, let's uh, before we leave you, Davina. Bonus. Seeing as it's your de- debut, this is bonus. Normally, you have to pay for a patron to get this <laughs> bonus content. Davina, please give us your handsome eleven in the Premier League. I wrote it why have you, it, why have you got it saved? No, it's in our chat. It's in <laughs> our chat. Cycle, I'm going to try and bring it up. When I when I read some of these names, I wanted I was I spat them Everyone has a type. Okay, this is my peng eleven. That's what we called it. So I've got Edison in goal. Wait, what? Yeah, I got Edison. Uh, let, let's let, hear, let's... Do you know what? Let me read it through. <laughs> and I got some unreal hate. Wait, have you seen? Sorry, I can't even let you. Go. Have you seen his neck? I think he's quite attractive. Edison, Trent. Then I got four options in centre back. I got Mickey Van Der Ven, John Stones, Kuti Romero, Ruben Diaz. Then I got Chilwell. I got Swazlai, Deli Ali, Gibbs White, Rashford, Jack Grealish, Callum Wilson. Wait, so what is your type? Exactly. Exactly my point. <laughs> what is your type? And I got the reply, that team is butters. She likes all boys, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what is your type? Right, let's, let's go. You don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. First, exactly. I was thinking, when uh, going across your back line yeah. and keeper and tra- I had a theory that you liked men with juicy lips. 
Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. And then when I got to Ruben Diaz, I was like, does he have juice in him? No, he doesn't. He's just pink nose. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just he's good Like, John color. Stones has some plumpness in that bottom lip. Yeah, he does. I've not noticed. I've been told this mm. by reliable sources, obviously. Um, <laughs> Your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edison looks like he could save the ball with his lips. Yeah. <laughs> Catch it from a corner. Chili. Yeah. Chili's got lips. Yeah, yeah. chill chiller. Yeah. yeah. What is your type? I don't get it. There isn't a type. You just like it's vibes, it's vibes FC. Oh, vibes. wait, wait, vibes there's a few FC. guys that don't pass the vibe check. Who? So, what's it like? No, but so he's beautiful. Like, so, what's it Callum Wilson passes the vibe check. Yeah, because I listen to his podcast with Antonio. We don't play the podcast. Do you know what? Never, I can't lie, I love them too. And they I, try a lot of waffle I hope to interview them one day. But then maybe don't say the next line. I'm going <laughs> to say it. I'm going to say it. Um, never before has a generation been rewarded so heavily for doing so little. And I think those two players being given a pod is like whose dad was working at BBC? <laughs> <laughs> Who signed that off? Because them man are just like and that is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, that is um, an interesting take. Um, I don't hate it. Don't love it either. They've got a good character. Basically, these days, of football, <laughs> it's probably <laughs> jarring when they do that every two minutes. Because um, they've got good characters. Or if you have a, even, if you can basically. Yeah, they're charismatic. Well, I don't think they are. Wait, I are think, they charismatic? I, I, I think, think. I think they make together yeah, as a pair. You're going charismatic footballers, but you're comparing it to like. Guys who have no charisma whatsoever. Yeah. So like, as, yeah, as a footballer, that's what I mean. Yeah, they show their I'm personality, which is what so I like. I'm saying, we are giving brownie points because you can string a sentence together and say. <laughs> do, you know what, <laughs> do you know what I hate as well? I hate it when like men look at each other, yeah, and then like they've got a private joke between them. Yeah, no one know else it. knows. Yeah. They're, on pod, they're on a pod and they're trying to paint a picture for us, and they're like. You know them ones, like. <laughs> I was like, huh, and you're laughing too nice. much at something that's not. You know, funny. The laugh made me laugh, which is why people like them. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's like me and you sitting here for an hour, going, you know that, and yeah. So I'm not a fan of that because there's a lot of good podcasts out there. There's a lot of good conversators out there, and you guys are kind of taking up unwanted space because you, you're, you're paid to score goals. So. Yeah, and enough with the Richarlison slander. Yeah, that's. I think it's a bit. Enough. That was a bit mad. Like even yeah. I, str I struggled to give football a slander. That, yeah. that is a bit mad, you know. I think is. I think I said this on the last podcast, possibly, but I wouldn't mind it if they knew Richarlison. But I think Antonio said to Paquetta, "What's wrong with your boy?" And he went, "He just doesn't like you." And they carried on. So I was yeah. like, "Okay, so my man doesn't know you, don't really like mm. you." And you're going, yeah, but I'm just bantering him. Like they're saying, we're not even mean it in a malicious way. We we we're just like ah, but he's actually going. I don't like this, and they're going, we're just gonna carry on. It's weird. It's yeah, weird. That's and, weird. And, and you know, it's all fun and games. Like now that we're on this mad segue, it's all fun and games having a BBC podcast when you are West Ham's highest scorer in the Premier League, and you hold up a yeah, thing. but he was and making then, jokes then, in his goal wait, drought. And then and then the other Donny is a guy that joined Newcastle because he saw the movie Goal. But you two, the closest you two, so, I've, I've been, <laughs> wait, no, he actually said that, but Did I've, but I've been to more World Cup games than, than you two. And, yeah, and Richardson scored a bicycle kick in one of those games. And I honestly don't know what you guys would sell in your house to just have a moment like that at a World Cup. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, I said, don't say the next sentence. You said the next 10 and I can pretty much confirmed they will never sit with an interview with you because of that little bit. I love you guys. I, honestly, Mikhail, I, I, I think we need to get to a point where you can say these things and people are actually fine with it. Because I think if I said that to you about your job, you wouldn't go, I'm never speaking to you again. Yeah. But for whatever reason, we cannot say a bad word about footballers. Like, I could, I can't say that, like, I don't know, I don't like Jack Grealish's trim. He'll never sit with an, on an interview with me. Because he's like, you don't like my trim. But I, if I said this to my man down the street, if I, said, if I said to my barber, I don't like your trim, he's not going to stop cutting my hair. Yeah. So um, I just think, yeah, it, it's a mad one. Yeah, I, th I, I just think there's a thin line between distasteful. I think there's a... Do you like mentioning other pods on this on this pod? I don't mind, bro. Okay, I, I, I love I love Filthy Fellas. I think you guys... I think, uh, I think they're, you know, God level. And I think they're so good at giving their honest opinion without crossing a weird line mm. and i think what they i don't even like richarlison i don't even like richarlison but there's a weird thing like how can you be if you're going to talk like that you're going to have to bring me some serious trophy cabinet or, mm. or or something that you've done in the game 
Um, so, yeah. so in short, I am saying something that's not that great to say either. But you're gonna if you're gonna have to chat, you're gonna have to be sick. Otherwise, mm. I don't really want to hear your opinion. Um, <laughs> I have a quick question. Very very quick question. If Phil, you're on God level, where are we? I mean, I can't we're lie. Bring out the Twitter tier I th- list. I, th- I think. I, th- I think we're on the. That was. I have my comments about that as well. First of all, how the f- was no ratings podcast not involved in that list? Anyway, um, second of all, um, I don't know where we are as the no ratings podcast, but I think like in terms of like a young academy star then made his debut, then started flying, then is making these leaps and jumps, and now is an established part of the space. Mm-hmm. I think no, ring, no Ratings podcast is sick, man. I think we're doing good. I think we're breaking boundaries. I think we're getting on voices that have not been heard or not been given a chance. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think we're trying to, if like... If you were going to compare us, like, this podcast to a Premier League club... Hey, she thinks she's a part of the team already. I'm here right now. I like it, I like it. If you're going to compare us... Yeah. Um, to a Premier League club, who are we? I I know who we are, but I'll let you. Oh my god, should we say it on the count of three? Yeah, go on. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> He's trying to remember the twenty teams. I can't, I can't name more than five teams <laughs> in the Premier. You got Arsenal, Arsenal, United, City. I know. Tell me. I think we're Brentford. Oh my god, I fucking love it. <laughs> that is, that hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think that's where we're at. Hundred percent. Like humble beginnings. And has quickly established itself as a team that everyone resonates with. No one wants to go and play there. Everyone respects what they're doing. Thomas mm-hmm. Frank, a young dynamic manager, leading this generation of ballers. Fucking hell, you nailed it. That is that's how that's what I like in this thing. Small budget, but we're finding solutions. That's we're what doing we do. it. We're doing it. We're finding um, solutions, man. Tony's out. Who's Tony? Who's Tony? Oh, that's a pressure. But I, I reckon I'm Tony on, on the No Rings podcast. I can't lie. Yeah, if you, you got a gambling issue. If, if, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, I think. Um, I think if yeah, if Rambo's Thomas Frank. Yeah, mm. I'll take that. Yeah, very very well. Nah, do you know what? I can't lie. That was a bit of a stretch. I can't lie. Trujista. Trujista actually is Ivan Tony because he is now officially out for a little while. Oh, um, pourquoi? Uh, we'll come to that. Oh, uh, Davina, lovely to have you on for your debut. Thank you so much for we having sh- me. We shall have a conversation after the podcast. If you are actually a part of us, are you still there? I mean, in terms of being... Yeah, yeah, we know what yeah, we yeah. don't. You yeah. don't need to divulge. <laughs> just, you said it, we all thought it. Yeah. But let's just leave it yeah. there. Let's, let's just... Yeah, I mean, that's enough uh, for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure... Make sure... <laughs> listen, in my everywhere. brain, I'm getting cancelled. I'm going, no, no, no. Uh, make sure you drop a like on a podcast. Make sure you follow the guys that have been on as well. Uh, and if you're seeing clips or whatever, comment. But if you're not seeing clips... Comment anyway. Find us on social media uh, at No Ratings Pod at No Ratings Podcast. That is one of the worst outros I've ever done. Mainly because in my mind I'm thinking, did I just say something I might get cancelled for? Anyway, we'll see you next time.